Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombeck.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ, the love of God? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you use to say yes to. So do you want the short story or the long story? Well, the unfinished book will catch you up lickety-split. In this show, I discuss what's really on the other side of the veil. How I learned and made ascending into a heavenly lifestyle. Can we do that? (laughs) Join me and my guests on a mystical journey. But... Before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. Let's do this. Hello, family. Hello, family. And how are you this evening, this afternoon, this morning? Maybe you're in your car. How are you doing? Hey, if you hear some weird noises in the background, my neighbors are roofing their house. (laughs) And I went, um, when am I going to record? So if you hear roofing noises, now you know what it is. So just something real personal here. You have been on my heart since Saturday. And I guarantee you a very, very good laugh today. But first, let me pray for you. And let me pray for you. Because today's episode is a big tickle. I'm totally laughing at myself while I'm writing out the script of the episode. We're going to pray together. but. Today's takeaways, trans relocation, my very first encounter, creating resources, communion activation, the cloud of witnesses, perfect practice, and joy unspeakable and full of glory. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's ask the Lord for his blessings. And this is what I sense. So we're to to take care of the distracting stuff so we can have a good, curious, Holy Spirit, ha ha. Are you with me? So if you have communion elements handy here, go ahead and pause the episode or you can just grab them in the spirit, right? And use spiritual elements. Doesn't matter. Okay, this is going to be perfect. So Father God, We honor you and the work of your son. I thank you, Jesus Christ, my Lord, our Lord and Savior. You accomplished your ministry of perfection. We rely on your perfection to fill in all the areas that we may feel challenged, where we feel inadequate or weak in our body. Death and decay? We are addressing you. You are in violation of our covenant with Christ. We rebuke you and kick you out of our body, out of our mind and thoughts, and out of our emotions. 
We send you away on the crucified back of the lamb who was slain. In all his death, all his blood was removed from his body. You have no life in us. Be gone. And we drink the victory of Christ and we consume him in our resurrected selves. Amen. Woohoo! Good stuff. Hallelujah. There we go. <laughs> I am excited. I have such a good, curious story for you this evening. Yes, it's curious. Curious because the adventure is the one that prompts more questions. Like it's a huge what if. Before I jump into talking about different realms, ha ha ha, I want to welcome our new listeners and listeners, I can say listeners, and give them a heads up to the unfinished book. And why? Well, the only source of knowledge is experience, Albert Einstein. I totally agree with that. And if we're going to hang out together, you need to know my story. Hear my why, and even know the tears that Jesus has collected along my journey. He is the supreme tear collector. Amen. And God has purchased, purposed each one of us with divine connections, helps, and encouragements. I think I need to breathe in and breathe out. <laughs> And slow down just a little bit. <laughs> and you can pray for me. <laughs> I love this quote by Vince Lombardi. And this is exactly what is happening today. Practice does not make perfect. Only perfect practice makes perfect. Isn't that good? Practice does not make perfect. Only perfect practice makes perfect. And we're going to get right into that today. So are you ready for a little perfect practice? So I shared with you last week that my son Jacob and his wife Kate took Dawn and I on a St. Patty's Day train ride. It was such fun. And we met really amazing people. So we rode on the Santee Am excursion. And to us, it was a slow chug, chug, chug along 99 East, heading to Sweet Home, Oregon. So both 99 East and West, for those of you Oregonians listening who do not know, those 99s are the old Pony Express route and the stagecoach route to California. You go, oh, I never knew that. Yep. So every time you drive on them, now you know. And as the train tracks, they led us through the farmlands, through the back doors, my son, Jacob, and his friends, they thoroughly enjoyed rubbernecking all the treasures that we Westerners put out in the rain. Well, you might ask, what's rubbernecking? Let me tell you, 
Rubbernecking occurs when drivers take their eyes off the road to look at a distraction. Sometimes it's an accident or an arrest. The term originated in the late 1800s to describe the act of turning or stretching the neck to eavesdrops. So you could say that these guys were eavesdropping on the farmer's good deals in their backyards. Yep, my guys like to fix up old and broken down trinkets and treasures, and they find lots of them. So we had a really good time. Yes, it was. The next day, I accompanied my best girlfriend since eighth grade. How many of you have friends since eighth grade? I know. I'm very blessed in that way. And along came her good friend, and we went wine tasting. And as I was getting ready in the morning, having my devotion time, being my ascended prayer, so to speak, with the Lord, Holy Spirit asked me a question. What do you want today? That's a good question. What do you want today? I responded, joy. I asked for joy. Now you know how I came up with the title for today's episode. I asked for joy. Now, let's be very transparent here and even entrepreneurial transparent. If you are an online marketer like me, the best way I can explain this notion is the story told to us by Peter and Jesus and the gold coin in the fish's mouth found in Matthew 17. I love that. That's one of my favorite teach me Lord scriptures. Yes. And I have crawled in and out of the spirit all over that passage with the Lord. But today, today I see that passage like this. Jesus created the coin. He he created it. He created the resource that was in the fish's belly. He put it there. And Jesus put the coin inside of creation. And his faith sent it to connect with Peter's faith to fish for it. I'd say that it was similar to us having a conversation today. Or like when I create a planner. I send it forth to bless someone and help them organize an area of their life. So share with me. I'd like to read out of James 1 from the Mere Translation. And I'm going to put my name into it to make it really personal. Are you ready? (laughs) My name is Kristen. I am bonded to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is in this capacity that I'm writing and speaking to you wherever you are. You might even be part of the 12 tribes which are scattered like seed all over the world. I greet you with joyful encouragement. Temptations and contradictions come in different shapes and sizes and intervals. Their intention is always to suck you into their energy field. Did you get that? That's their intention. 
It is always to suck you into their energy field. However, my friends, your joy in who you know you are leads you out triumphantly every time. Yes, let's say it again. However, my friends, my dear listeners, my family in Christ, your joy, our joy in who we are leads us out triumphantly every time. And do you know that word joy? It comes from a strength from within to lead, to officially appoint in a position of authority, to lead with distinguished authority. Joy is the official voice of faith. Count it all joy. Make a calculation to which joy can be the only logical conclusion. And here's the secret. Joy is not something you have to fake. It is the fruit of what your faith knows to be true about you. You know that the proof of faith results in a persuasion that remains constant in contradiction. Constant in contradiction. Now let's get back to my story. So the Willamette Valley, where I live, is comparable to the soils in France. They hold rich nutrients that Pinot grapes grow voluptuously. My dear Lifner, if you have not yet tasted organ wines, you need to put that on your grocery list. Remember, it's from the Willamette Valley. So off we ventured. We're going wine tasting here. Off we ventured down 99E as my dear friend was overdue for picking up her wine members bundle from the winter selection. There we were, three girlfriends yakking away, catching up on family news and what everyone has been up to. What have you been up to? So Suzanne, my dear friend, then shared some tragic news. Since she was a wine member, she received Insider Club member emails. One of our favorite vineyards had been sold and the owner had died just a couple of months prior. Our hearts were broken. We hadn't even been to the vineyard since before winter and the news came as a shock. Oh my goodness. Sold? Oh. Now where are we going to find our perfect red blend? Oh, it was a heartbreak. So we shared our hearts and our thoughts. It was sad that they didn't even have a family member willing to take over the vineyard. And I'm so sad to see it being sold. So we made our first stop on our journey to a local vineyard to expand our horizons enjoy different tastes, and another taste of another flight of wines. We strolled through their hospitable patios. They had curved, like with stamped cement, circled around large oak trees still in their winter slumber. The barns were weathered wood. Ponds were lined with soft grasses, gently moved by the cool winter breeze. So we took 
a round of selfie pics in all the best locations. My favorite was in front of the wine barrel barn. It had a, a castle door on it. Yeah, it was just wonderful. So much fun. Yes, yes, yes. So we tasted and enjoyed their wines. We, we liked it. It was fun to go to a new venue. A little bit pricey. So we didn't really purchase any bottles. We, though, would like the option to re return and onward and upward to my friend's wine club pickup. Yeah. So the back roads of Oregon are charming. They're filled with miles of grass seed farms, hilly Christmas tree farms, and small communities dotted along the curve of wide slumbering rivers. For me, <laughs> it's God's country without the hedgerows. <laughs> so we caught the last westward turn and we headed through uncut timber, the neighboring hills of rolling fir trees, cattle, hay fields, and wintering vineyards still asleep with spring deep in their vines. We ventured through the big stucco wall gates. It was very California winery feel. And the parking lot was filled with Saturday visitors. So we had arrived, and you kind of know women. I don't think we even took a breath <laughs> on our journey. We opened the large barn door, and we were greeted with pink balloons of a baby shower at hand. People had rented part of the venue for their party. We bid a congratulations to the very pregnant guest of honor and headed into the darkened and cozy wine cellar room. It was also a bustle of ladies and other small groups out for Saturday adventure. We tucked our party of three in the next to the last available table. Backed, it was backed in a corner next to the vintner's room. So we settled in and my friend let the wine associate know that she was there with a party of friends. Yes, free tasting for friends. Yippee. So the corner, it was a little dark for my sensory comfort, but my eyes adjusted quickly. The wine associate came by to share the wine story. You know how they always tell the story of the wines and then they give you a porter. Yep, you get the idea here. So she was telling us the wine story of that day's complete tasting flight and she poured our first selection. It was a lovely Chardonnay, easy to drink, a little buttery, crisp finished. It would be great for a summer meal on the patio. But for us, our favorites are the reds, and that meant Pinot grapes. Yay! So I think we've been sitting there for over an hour. Our associate was just a little bit overwhelmed by the influx of visitors. Our tummies were feeling a bit peckish. And 
I think it was pushing just about two o'clock in that the afternoon. So we were getting hungry. We still had two more wines on our list of tasting. So my friend Suzanne excused herself to finalize her pickup and see if we could kind of, you know, expedite our tasting. Jean and I, we sat together, looked forward to our lunch de destination and continued our conversation. And this is where it gets good. <laughs> Stepping out of the hallway into the room, an attractive senior man caught my attention and he headed to our table. I recognized him immediately. It's not the first time I talked with him. More than a bit stunned. I, I gestured my hand to him to join us at the table, and he sat down next to Jean, directly across from me. His charismatic charm carrying the conversation as I just stared in wonder. My curious um, spiritual self, I was asking a bazillion questions in my head. Um, looking, questioning, oh my goshing, oh my goshing, can I do this? Is this for real? Oh, am I, am I seeing in the spirit? It was the owner that my friend had said recently passed away. Yes. O-M-G. I kid you not. Now let me qualify this experience just a little bit. I know you're on the edge of your seat. I was, I was totally on the edge of my seat. Like, re really? Oh my gosh. So I have shared with you many stories on this podcast and also inside the unfinished book about meetings with the cloud of witnesses. It is an expected occurrence for me to see in the spirit people who have covenant ties with people and families and places, especially historical locations. So if you want a couple episodes to listen to that are in this vein, I encourage you to listen to number 97 from the Cloud of Witnesses when I met Lonnie Frisbee. Mystical Tales at Christmas, number 90, 88, and 87. Those will get you going. So this, this is a relatively, to say normal, um, wrong word. <laughs> this is an occurrence that I have. So in a nutshell, trans relocation happens both ways. Heaven to earth, earth to heaven, earth around earth. It's not really up or down. It's more stepping in and out and around. So it happens for us. It happens for heaven. It just happens, right? So let's get back to my story, okay? Oh, I heard that. Wait, 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 wait. I heard that. A little bit of doubt creeping in. <laughs> I'm ready for it. So let me share with you the very first time I cognitively, meaning I had understanding with testimony, trans relocated. You ready? <laughs> so my dear and longtime friend, Sandy, 
her mother was in a nursing home. I was out of the state at a conference. Sandy and I had had a conversation with her mother about her mother, and her mother was frightened about passing away. You could say that she had really major anxiety over this. She she knew the Lord, but she just was frightened. While I was at the conference, I was taken up to Bonnie's room at the nursing home. I experienced one of the most intimate and touching encounters with my dear friend Bonnie. I stepped into her room and I invited her to come with me and she got out of her bed and walked. I walked her through this this lovely arbored portal to see Jesus. It's just like you would walk through a, a garden arbor. She talked with Jesus and then we came back into her room and I put her in her bed. Before I left, my spirit rearranged her hospital complimentary bath tote. You know the small, it's here, I see the plum colored ones. They're these tubs, these small plastic tubs, and they have like toothbrushes and toiletries. You get them when you visit the hospital. Well, I rearranged it and then I left it under the sink pedestal. I was so moved by this encounter. I called my friend Sandy the next afternoon from out of state. I shared with her what had occurred and mentioned the bathtub in the bathroom. Well, she had just visited her mom and said that Bonnie had such a spirit of peace over her and that she had noticed that the bathroom tub had been moved, just as I had said. Ha ha. A few weeks later, I had the pastoral privilege to facilitate Bonnie's celebration of life, her memorial. You know what? She attended her own wake in the spirit, and I was not the only individual who saw Bonnie in the spirit. She was loving on her family members. So doubt, you are hereby excused. <laughs> Back to our story. So here I am. Here is this man that supposedly passed away and he's sitting, what looks like flesh and bones, right smack in front of me. And I'm looking and questioning and oh my goshing and can I do this and is this real and am I seeing in the spirit? And yes, this was the owner of the vineyard that my friend had said recently passed away. And yes, it was an OMG. Oh my gosh. And if you've listened to many of my episodes, you can just imagine me. I was fully engaged. <laughs> um, yes, I was looking for this heavenly sign and aura, aura or the like. And I was sitting on pins and needles waiting to hear something spoken to me for what I was listening. And my eyes of faith said, absolutely. Can you, yes, I was just, 
Yes, I, 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 everything in me said, absolutely, yes, this is happening. And then I noticed my friend Jean could also see him. Okay, God, hey, this is even cooler. Okay. So I was at the edge of my seat, and now I'm searching my heart for something pinpoint to say, like, um, what are you supposed to say in this? Pat- <laughs> huh? I mean, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. It was just about like that. It's like, I see you. You see me. We see each other. I know that you know that I know. <laughs> but give me a hint. This is happening. Right? I mean, the angels do that. When you go somewhere and you, you see the angels, they look at you and it's kind of like, I see you, you see me, I know that you know that I'm, yeah. That's just the way it is. So, yes, I already know I am unique. My kids might say, strange, mom. Isn't it wonderful? (laughs) The mystical nature of Christ. Come on, church. Come on, church, right? So you're not going to believe what I asked him. Well, maybe so, but you're not going to believe it. Ah, yeah. Okay. So this supposedly gone to heaven individual, this member of the cloud of witnesses sitting in his own winery talking with me of all people. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I, I, I was kind of pulling at straws. This is what I said. Um, (laughs) my husband Don is addicted to listening to podcasts about Bigfoot and all the testimonies and sightings that come from people near and far. So I asked him, in all your farming years out here and over the course of your family's land ownership, have you ever had an unexplained phenomenon on the farm? Yep, I caught his attention. He looked at me, and he was searching his brain. Hmm, that wasn't the normal hospitable question. He smiled, and he proceeded to invite us into years and years of his former sheep farming tales. He told us about bobcats and black bears and brown bears and coyotes and mountain lions and cougars. And then I asked again, anything you can't explain? (laughs) And he smiled at me and said, "Hmm." shaking his head, still thinking, nah, nothing comes to mind. At this time, my friend Suzanne had returned from the wine bar and she was standing there also listening, her mouth hanging wide open as she knew who it was. Jean, our other friend, had no idea what was going on. And this was her very first time at the vineyard. So Suzanne sat down and all of us intensely focused on our friend sitting here with us. Then he apologized for monopolizing our time. He reached his hand out towards me. And I extended mine across the small round table, and he held it. 
and he kept on holding on to it, right to the edge of propriety. And then he said, while gently squeezing my hand, you better let go of my hand before my wife comes around the corner and catches us. With the biggest flirtatious and charismatic grin on his face, and he excused himself. <laughs> My friend later said, obviously he likes blondes. <laughs> Do I have you laughing yet? I know. So we sat at the table for just a few more moments. Too much to say. We got out and we walked out with a million questions in our head. It was like I was on spiritual epinephrine, you know? That's the stuff that they put in EpiPens or if they need to restart your heart. Yep, seriously, spiritual epinephrine. <laughs> so we got in the car and obviously the information that had been shared was incorrect. Mm -hmm. This vineyard owner was very much alive. So I sat there and I laughed at myself. In the very best way. It was a good way. I, I had the biggest laugh at myself. And I go, my question, we're the same. What if and why not? Then I explained what had been going through my mind at that particular time. My girlfriend, Suzanne, she knew exactly what was going through my mind. She'd heard so many of my encounters. My friends knowing that I experienced the most peculiar things. And we laughed and we laughed and we laughed at ourselves, right? <laughs> I know. What kind of questions does that bring to the forefront? Yeah. What if? And why not? Yeah. So I chuckled with the Lord for hours <laughs> hours and do, do you ever ask yourself in all of our crazy spiritual steps of faith <laughs> how much joy we bring him <laughs> my heart felt infected with a prophetic notion this was a perfect practice. Amen. A perfect practice. Remember, I asked for joy. <laughs> I told you you were going to enjoy this one. I enjoyed it. Joy, joy, joy. It is so good. But what if and why not? I constantly am asking the Lord and talking about the Lord and, and in trans-relocating and going places. And, and I'm always talking to him. I go, okay, this is great. My spirit's going, I want my body there, my body there. And it goes both ways. If I can believe my body can go finish, go visit my friend in her kitchen in, in England, then why not the other way around? Comings and goings. Yes. <laughs> I got you thinking, didn't I? And that's the best 
part of it all. Hey, if this podcast has blessed you, stretched you, encouraged you, would you please do me a favor and hit the like button or or give a, a nice fat review? Oh, that helps so much. It encourages me. It just lets me know, ah, more, Kristen. Come on, Lord, more. We want more. We want to know the mystical nature of Christ. Besides, you must admit, this was a perfect practice. I'll talk to you again next week. Who knows? Bye now.